We're going to start off today's episode a little bit differently than we typically do. Uh, in order to introduce today's topic, we actually have a little piece of poetry here that I feel is uh, appropriate. Uh, so this is from a gentleman by the name of Chris Boyle, uh, and you may already know what I'm doing here, but I'm just going to jump right into it. <clears throat> feel the rhythm with your hands. Steal the rhythm while you can. Spoon man. Speak the rhythm on your own. Speak the rhythm all alone. Spoon man. Welcome to The Less You Know, The Better, the podcast where every now and then we get together and talk about whatever's caught our interest as of late. That can range anywhere from Stonehenge to Lawrence of Arabia to today's topic, grunge. Janine, take us away. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us yet again for our sporadically charged, maybe sometimes podcast. When <laughs> Whenever we get around, we get around to it. To it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. I hope we can bring a little levity to your day. Like Brett said, today's topic is grunge. And I got to tell you, Brett, I don't have a good feeling about this. That makes two of us. Yeah. <laughs> grunge is such a very big, big ball of body odor. It really is. Patchouli. <laughs> Patchouli and yeah. body odor. Mm -hmm. um, so I lived, you know, I'm old and I lived through the grunge era. So, and I was there for the whole thing. I was there from start to finish, right? And I was the MTV kid. We watched MTV all the time. And we were, you know, we had been listening to these hair metal bands for, oh, you know, 10, 10 some years, right? And watching Motley Crue spike their hair up, poof their hair out, mm -hmm. watching them put lipstick on. <laughs> and, you know, we, we saw things like, well, it was, you know, the glam era, it was all about the high heels and the glitter and the, the, the beauty of the whole thing. And that was just the men. That was the dudes. That was the yeah. men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were, we were hungry as consumers for something better. And we got grunge. We got grunge. <laughs> I don't know if it was better, but it was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, grunge grunge introduced us to something that us kids had never seen before, which was heroin junkies blade spoons. You better believe it. And spoons <laughs> keep coming up. Spoons keep coming up. What is the dirty spoon thing? What is the well, spoon thing? It's, it's the heroin. It thing. is. It's it is. But <laughs> but I have to believe like. You know, thinking about this when you were doing your dramatic reading of Spoon Man, uh -huh. which cracks me up. Um, you know, that guy, I saw the Spoon Man back in the day in Seattle. Oh, yeah, he we was riding a real... skateboards around. He was a real guy. He was a real dude. He was yeah. a real guy. He was a real heroin junkie that lived in a cardboard box outside Pike and Place really Market. And really did play And spoons. really did play spoons. But I think there was this, this time when he didn't have spoons. You know, probably. And he, I think he was panhandling and he probably got enough money, went to a diner. This is my theory. Right. Went to a diner. He probably had a nice breakfast and he was like, you know, this one spoon's great, but can you bring me two? And he started clicking them together and I mean, shit just fell into place. Right. The next thing you do, boom, grunge. There it was. Right before, there. before he was just Jim the heroin junkie. But he now was he was Jim the heroin junkie. Now he was spoon man. He was spoon. He was somebody. Man. I wonder whatever happened to that guy. We should find out. I, I don't know. He's I'm probably, guessing he's dead. He's probably a spoon billionaire. At <laughs> I'm guessing he's OD'd. He started, he started from nothing and built a spoon he empire. He ganged himself with a spoon. Probably. God, I would. Uh, so so just a quick intro to, to those of you who may not know. Most of you probably are well aware of what grunge is, but just a, a quick rundown. So grunge was a musical movement that came out of Seattle in the early 90s. Uh, the grunge themes were were heavy as compared to music that had come before very recently. 
where 80s music, especially 80s hair metal, was very, you know, party time, let's do some coke and wreck a hotel room and get some hookers and this snort, sort of thing. Snort a line of ants off of a pool patio. That was Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, that does sound like him. That, um, <laughs> that sounds a lot like him. Um, where those were the themes of, of 80s hair metal, we, we got into 90s grunge, and all of a sudden it's dudes talking about their feelings and how sad they are. And, and how poor they they tried to look like they were poor, right. smell like they were poor. Right. It, there is a, there there is an art to to the grunge aesthetic, and the reason for this is that you have to look like you just went to the thrift store to get your shoes, and you're wearing uh, three day old pants, uh, and right. and your hair is lank and greasy. I think you're like undershooting that with the three day old. I think Probably. it was more like two weeks. Probably. <laughs> uh, you have to have all of those elements while still being a millionaire. It smelled like dirt. Yeah. Which was the name of Alice in Chains' greatest album. It sure was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I that's, think there was some method to the madness there. There may, there may have been. And that actually segues us nicely into uh, Alice in Chains, of course. Uh, the, 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 the band of uh, both Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell. I will just say, they are my favorite grun grunge band. They're fantastic. I do like a lot of grunge bands, because like I said, I grew up with grunge. Mm -hmm. I was in the grunge era. Um, I enjoyed it a great deal. Still do. Uh, but I will say Alice in Chains, definitely my favorite out of the grunge bands. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have a, a real soft spot for Pearl Jam, but Alice in Chains is a close second. Very close second. Well, I, and I'll say Pearl Jam is my second. Mm -hmm. So we're a little opposite on that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, Pearl Jam is still alive, so it just makes them less appealing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they might still do something stupid. Totally I don't know. Totally I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's still the possibility. We still don't know. They might do something really, really great. <laughs> they yet. might. Yet. They might. I think Alice in Chains and Nirvana, they already did their great stuff. Yeah. There's nothing more to come. <laughs> yeah. So Alice in Chains, Alice in Chains. We have, um, of course, uh, Man in the Box, Dirt, Angry Chair. Uh, I mean, them, uh, you know, them bones. We've just got lists upon lists of classic stuff. Oh, what about guys. Junkhead? Junkhead's Junkhead. one of my favorites. Yep. Um, Angry Chair is my very favorite grunge song. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Godsmack was one of their songs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about this before, Brett, and I don't know uh, if the band Godsmack, if that had anything to do with their band name. I wonder, though. I really don't know, but I'd mm -hmm. have to research that to find out. I wonder. Uh, but the Godsmack song by mm -hmm. Alice in Change on the Dirt album was very good. Yes. Um, also, Sick Man. Sick Man's a good one. Sick Man's a good one. Uh, a, good a less good one is Iron Gland, which is also on Dirt, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Iron Gland has a, has a bit of a funny story behind it. It is it is like three jokes wrapped into one. Uh, first off, you have Iron Gland, which is a play on Iron Man. Uh, in this case, <laughs> a reference to the Ozzy Osbourne song. So at the very beginning, right. they go, I am Iron Gland. And I'm sure it's just the first word they could think of that sounded like man. It's so terrible. It's but, so bad. And then it ends with, it's 44 seconds. Yeah. Iron Gland by Alice in Chains is a 44 second song very that brief. is a big waste of time. <laughs> and it ends with a Stephen King reference going, Red rum, mm -hmm. red rum. And mm -hmm. then it echoes, red rum, red rum. It does. It's absolutely terrible. I really don't know what they were thinking on that one. Now, there is something interesting there, because I, I have I have noted before, and I will note again, I'm sure, that uh, grunge music actually has a fairly complex structure to a lot of the songs. Soundgarden, in particular, did some really interesting stuff with tempos. Um, Iron Gland is not that. Uh, it, <laughs> Iron Gland is none of that. It's none of that. It is not cerebral. It is, in fact, just one chord that Cantrell <laughs> just keeps hammering on. Just burr, He just keeps doing it. And the reason that this came about was because he was screwing with this chord and the band members got so pissed off. They were like, stop playing 
that chord. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, and he, I, I guess Jerry Cantrell went, yeah, okay, I'll stop playing this chord, but only if you guys let me write a song with it. Uh, and so they did. And, that's and there we have Ireland, the 44 seconds of madness. There we have it. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> Which, you know, it makes me think of Ozzy Osbourne because of the Iron Man thing. And then I start mm -hmm. thinking about how Eddie Vedder mumbles his lyrics and he sounds like Ozzy Osbourne with a mm -hmm. bat head in his mouth. Yeah, he it's sure like does. That. It's, 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 all, it's a lot like that. It's all interconnected. It's all, it all comes about, people. Just follow us. Follow us here. Uh -huh, uh -huh. We're going on an adventure. Um, yeah, and like, I guess the other thing that, that we should mention is like, one of the things that cracks me up about grunge music is the titles of the albums are oh, man. just hilariously weird. Bad. And bad and strange and I don't know. So like, um, Soundgarden. My favorite album by Soundgarden was Bad Motor Finger, and I can't even figure out what a bad motor finger is. Well, okay. like, is there a good motor finger? <laughs> I, I have a theory about that. Okay. I think I think that they wanted to call the album Bad Mother, etc. Oh, but the, okay. the the label probably said no. no yeah, it's all about the record. Label. <laughs> yeah, but like we can't do that yet. We can't do that. We cannot do that. Um, so it's bad. Motor finger. Motor finger. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so Alice in Chains has their share of, of, of spectacular album titles too. Oh yeah. My personal favorite is actually one of the more recent ones, which is the Devil Put Dinosaurs here. Okay, but that's their newer stuff. That it was is. post Lane Stadium. Oh, it's much, it's much, yeah, much newer. Yeah, that's post. Lane um, but it's just a great title. It is a great title. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. But the, and pre grunge, um, Alice in Chains had their facelift album. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. Which none of us had ever heard of that until the grunge thing hit and they did Dirt. Then we all knew who Allison Chains was and we all went back and listened to Facelift. And really, Facelift is is really good in its own right. Mm -hmm. There are some very good songs on there. My favorite song on there is Sea of Sorrow. I could it's listen to that all day long. Yeah. And the other one was, um, this was a little carryover from the glam, glam metal, hair metal, I think. But their other song was Going Down the Steps on a White Line. Oh yeah. Do you remember that one? I do. I on do. a white line straight to heaven. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's I think that's where they switched from Coke to heroin. I think that was the album that ended the Coke era and got them into the, the that heroin. Was, that was the bookend on the Coke era. The book yeah. <laughs> that was the page break. <laughs> right there. Oh my god. Then they moved on to the, you know the really bad shit. The really bad the shit. The really bad shit. Uh similarly, uh uh one Mr. Cobain who you may have heard of. Well, it was on some bad shit too, uh, which was Courtney Love. Oh, uh, Jesus. yes, that's right. Grunge's Yoko Ono, Courtney Love. Oh no, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> She's absolutely that. Though. The worst. Absolutely the, the worst. worst. Oh my God, I was uh, never a fan of Courtney Love. No, she's but terrible. nobody who's a true grunge fan would have been a fan of Courtney. No, Love. absolutely not. No, she's garbage. <laughs> uh, there's a story about Nirvana that you've probably heard before, but I'm going to tell you anyway because you have to listen to me. So please, um, please enlighten us. Please enlighten us. Uh, so this is this is where the song title "Smells Like Teen Spirit" allegedly came from, uh, and there are some holes in the story that we're going to get to. But uh, allegedly, what happened is Courtney Love painted on uh, Kurt Cobain's mirror with shaving cream uh, and wrote out "Kurt smells like Teen Spirit." Teen Spirit being the aftershave or cologne or whatever that. Uh, Cobain was using at the time. Right, because in the 90s, all those um, bathroom products, I will say, had mm -hmm. clever names like Teen yeah. Spirit. Right. Now, there are two reasons I don't believe this story wholesale, and that's because you're <laughs> implying that these guys had any sort of hygiene going on whatsoever, and that's not true. Right, shaving cream? Shaving cream. Seriously? And, what were they shaving? Well, that's the second part. What, what exactly were they shaving? Have you seen Cobain's <laughs> face before? No. 
<laughs> it it did smell like something, for right? Sure. He he looks like he looks like if Grizzly Adams was a pot farmer, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible, like. You know, watching the videos when we were kids, you know, we went again from the, the hair metal. They looked clean. Mm -hmm. They weren't. No. They had 19 kinds of gonoherpacyphilis, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure. They had a very active biosphere. But they looked like they smelled like Drakkar. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. were okay with that. But then you moved on to the, the grunge, and it suddenly everything smelled like dirt. Yep. Like body odor. Yep. Like incense. Sweat and filth. Like, grody lice infested dreadlocks oh yes of people that lived in cardboard boxes and i'm pretty sure that dave Grohl still smells that way he may he might um <laughs> i bring up dave Grohl, of course because he was the drummer from nirvana and it's really fun uh if you if you know somebody <laughs> who is like me a millennial uh you can mess with him a little bit and say yeah you know did you ever notice that the drummer from nirvana looks just like the guy from foo fighters okay but that literally happened because my daughter, when we when we went to the Experience Music Project in Seattle, this has been a number of years ago, and the feature thing was uh, Nirvana. Yes. That was the feature exhibit. And when we were walking through there, she was little. How old was she? Like 12? 12? Oh, 10? Yeah, 12? Probably. She was, she was littler. Anyway, we came around a corner and there was a giant size picture of the band Nirvana. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh my God, Foo Fighters. <laughs> and we all just about died laughing because we were like, no, honey, it's Nirvana. It's Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we, we were doing research for this episode and we saw Foo Fighters listed as a grunge band. I pretty powerfully disagree with that. Well, you know, I literally saw Stone Temple Pilots listed in a lot of yeah. places as a grunge band, but I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm going to say no because I think they were more alternative. I think yeah. they, they morphed out of the grunge movement, mm -hmm. which later became alternative. Where, yeah, and where, where they grunge, were kind of on the cusp. They STP were. was in the middle. Border, borderline for sure. Yeah. And where where grunge had these hallmarks, like a typically fairly slow pace in music and strange tempos, and these long plodding somber songs uh, and more metal to them, Stone Temple Pilots didn't really have that. Uh, Foo Fighters certainly doesn't. I like Stone Temple Pilots. Like, I think you can dance to it. I think you probably could because you do everything <laughs> in 4-4 four, four time. Right? <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love Stone Temple Pilots, mm -hmm. but uh, they just, I don't think of them as grunge. No. I don't think of them as grunge. No, I, 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 I don't really understand mean. why some of these websites we looked into actually lumped them in with the grunge movement. I would imagine that it's probably people my age who don't really know grunge as well who are building these 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 sites. Uh, that makes sense because I, like I said, I would not lump them in with grunge. No. I, to me, grunge is first. It was Nirvana. Yes, they were the pioneers. Yes. Um, second came Pearl Jam and then Alice in Chains. Right. I think in chronological order. Right. Um, and then Soundgarden was in there somewhere. And they, I'm not sure where. They were kind of. They kind of are the weird. Yeah, they were the weird little the, brother. Yeah. What square peg in the round hole? Yeah, they're, 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 they were kind of a satellite to grunge. Where like they, they were clear, were. they were part of it, but they were detached from it. Right. Yeah. Still good though. I oh, still love absolutely them. good. Um, they yeah, I enjoyed them a great deal. And Soundgarden, you know, they've got I, I I touched a little bit earlier on the the complex structure of some grunge music, and Soundgarden really exemplified that. They really embodied that because their their tempo uh, gets very weird. They have a song that's in fifteen eight time, which is actually the only song I know of that's in fifteen eight because it's bizarre. Uh, four four time is going to be your standard very typical, you know, danceable beats, and they have basically nothing that's in that. 
But the, everything about grunge was weird, though. That's true. Because everything was outside of the box, not the man in the box, but everything else. <laughs> um, like, for instance, um, I think of the fact that Nirvana only had three members. And Pearl Jam had five. That's true. That, and that was different. That was right. different from the glam metal age when it was a standard four. Well, you had the standard four, and that goes even further back. I mean, you've got the Beatles, you have the Monkees, you have... Right. It was uh, all the standard four, and right. then grunge came along, and everything went off kilter. Yep. Yep. It was no longer a standard anything. No. Nothing was standard anymore except for the smell. Except for the smell. That was the standard. Smell. Possibly dreads. They should have bottled that. They should have they, they should have you bottled know, that and buried bet, it under the ocean. I bet if you go to Pike Place Market right now, you can probably find some, you know, Eau like de Cobain. incense <laughs> shop that is selling oh, like oh, <laughs> patchouli slash grunge oh, no. incense. Can you imagine? What you want to do here is you want to get one of the you want to get one of the flea and tick mm. uh, incense, uh, and and you want to mix that with some oh flock sweat God, no. and a little bit of wet cardboard. And over here we have our unwashed clothes series. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and dirty shoes. Yeah, yeah. This was this was this one's called Los Angeles hoodie. Los Angeles hoodie. <laughs> Someone actually slept in this on the street for three nights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's totally disgusting. Yeah, but. But out of that, I mean, thankfully, through MTV, we couldn't actually smell them. We could only hear them. That's fair. That's fair. You get the best of both worlds there, really. That's back when MTV still played music. <laughs> it was still music television for a reason. That's true. And it was good. Um, yeah. And um, so where were we at? We were talking about album titles. Yes. So yes, we were. <laughs> what was your favorite one by Soundgarden? You brought this one up earlier that I, I just did. thought was so I did. It's so perfect. I love, uh, well, we've got a few here. I, I personally am a big fan of Ultra Mega Okay. Ultra Mega uh, Okay. Which is so great. What a great statement. Literally describes you my are, life every you are, day. This is, this is the <laughs> utmost, the pinnacle, the most extreme possibility of lukewarm okay. Right. That's a great title. Because wasn't like the, the saying of the grunge era was like, uh, popularity is for mediocre people i think i've heard that yeah <laughs> <laughs> which yeah that's pretty trying and i'm ultra mega okay ultra mega okay like what if they made a sega game called not mega man but ultra mega okay man ultra mega okay man <laughs> i'd play that i'd play the hell out of that i would totally play that <laughs> they also have bad motor finger uh and super unknown again what's a good motor finger what's a good motor and is it is it unknown or super unknown? Super unknown. They had another one too, which was uh, oh, I gotta I gotta look this one up now. But I what? I, I, I want to say it was faster than the speed of love, but I think that's something else. Um, it's it, it might have been louder than love. Um, I'm not sure about that either. Hold on, hold on, let me. I think you're off on a tangent. Here. I might be. But I like you know um, what about Pearl Jam's albums names? See, we still haven't figured this out because ten ten was their big album, Pearl Jam's. Yes. What what does the ten stand for? And that's a great question. We thought it might be that there's 10 songs on the album. But, but there, there isn't. There's 11. There are 11 songs on the album. Is um, it because they have 10 hands? It could be because they have 10 hands. Do they only have 10 toes between them? I, I don't think so. I don't know where this is going. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and that's the thing is that 10 is such a nonsensical bullshit title. It was kind of nonsensical. And you know, somebody, someday somebody's going to ask Eddie Vedder about it. He's going to say something like... I think we have fallen prey to the entire like gimmick of the 10. scheme I yeah think so. i think we have I think so we are spending time on this 30 years later <laughs> it's just not they got us they got us that's how they get you that's how they get you and then what about no code no code 
It's true. I'm sorry, Eddie. Code. Who was asking for a code? No one was. Right? Nobody needs coded. It's <laughs> fine. And versus. That's my versus. personal favorite with the sheep. Versus the sheep. It has the sheep on the cover. That's the Montana album. The that's Mont- what I call it. <laughs> the ranchers. The ranchers, ranchers special. Pearl Jam. <laughs> uh, yeah, the sheep. What is that about with the bad teeth and the? It's very Eddie Vedder. That's very Eddie Vedder. And you know, it actually that actually brings up a really great point as well. You know, talking about grunge music, we also have uh, the album art. Which was very different from what came before, right? Um, you you know you had the sheep in this blurry kind of photo, and you also had facelift that has this blurry distorted photo, and dirt which has the, the lying in the grave and like also blurry yeah. and distorted also because blurry I, distorted. it was all seen through drug eyes. Yeah, I, I literally yeah. think that's what it was a lot of it. Um, but yeah, the sheep yeah. thing cracks me up because I just I don't it's I don't silly. get it. No, no, Pearl Jam is of course famous for their. Uh, misheard lyrics because Eddie right. Vedder mumbles like a man who has recently taken an entire uh, an entire week's worth of quaaludes. Uh, <laughs> and I was thought a bit more like he was eating a bowl of oatmeal and trying to sing through it. Right here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now I, I picked out one in particular. I sorted through all of the misheard Pearl Jam lyrics that okay. I know of. Okay. And uh, this one is from Glorified G, uh, which is a song about walking around with ridiculous. a gun. Uh, it's a stupid song. We, we love peace, man, and we want to solve the world's problems, mm-hmm. and we're going to sing about guns. And we're going to sing about walking around with a gun and feeling like Ooh. a big man. I'm confused. Uh, so the actual lyric goes like this. It is a glorified version of a pellet gun. It goes, glorified version of a pellet gun. Right? Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear that when I was younger. When I was growing up with this music, I didn't hear that. What I heard was this. I heard... Four or five virgins on a pelican. <laughs> and that is a different song. That is a completely different song, people. <laughs> that is not even what Eddie was going for. That is not the same thing. And I am not the only one who heard that. But I guess he should have sang it clearer then. Right, you probably should have. I'm not the only one who heard that either. I, when I was looking up misheard lyrics for Pearl Jam, first off, there's a lot of them. Oh, there are um, so many. Yellow Ledbetter in particular is a mess. Oh my geez. Um, that's a song that, this is so funny. I worked with a guy who was a huge Pearl Jam fan, and the one I would ask him all the time, "What's your favorite Pearl Jam song?" Mm. That was what he named every time. Really? And I thought, really? it's not very. Good. I really don't agree. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. What's your What's your favorite grunge song? My favorite grunge song ever. Yeah. Oh well, I'm gonna go Alice in Chains' "Angry Chair." Oh, that's a good choice. I yeah. love that song. That's a good one. Sitting on my angry chair. That's a good one. Because I do that a lot. I sit on my angry chair. I sit on my angry chair. Uh, I was always very fond of Pearl Jam's Rearview Mirror. Oh, well, that mm-hmm. is my second favorite song. It's a good one. It's, it's a, a very one. personal song for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, um, you know how Eddie Vedder always writes out his set list prior to the show with a Sharpie on a piece of paper. Right. That's yep. his thing. Yep. When they came to Spokane, where we are at, and I got to see them, this is a few years back, mm-hmm. um, I tweeted them. And I said, you know, Eddie, it would be so great if you played Rearview Mirror because that's mm. my favorite song by you guys. And they did play it at that show. Oh, right. And it was really, really cool. And at the end of the show, when they posted their set list, they had written, he had written out the set list and at the last minute crossed something off and wrote in Rearview Mirror. Oh, cool. So I'm going to credit myself for that because <laughs> I tweeted him and they changed up their set list at the cool. last minute. So I think it was for me. That's I'm, pretty I'm cool. just going with that. I don't know if it's true, but I'm just saying. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, and so Pearl Jam, awesome. Allison Chains, awesome. Soundgarden, awesome. Nirvana, mm-hmm. 
kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I should probably mention, I, I went I went and skipped right over this in my notes. Oh, what's that? Uh, Chris Boyle, who I mentioned at the beginning, is having, right. having written Spoonman, is, of course, the actual name of Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Yeah. Yes, of yeah. course. I and, see the, what, and the Spoonman, the iconic Spoonman. The iconic Spoonman. The venerable, the storied Spoonman. Right, right, right. This has been NPR. With Spoonman. <laughs> with Spoonman. <laughs> well, I just, it makes me question, like, if he made some kind of musical instrument out of spoons because of his heroin addiction, let's just say. Right. Just just spitballing What here. else could he have used? Right. Seriously? Are you, are you going to play the, the elastic band that you used? The tourniquet? To... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a master on the tourniquet. Yeah, yeah. Pro on the <laughs> tourniquet. What are you going to do? But then that got a little banjo-y. Right. So it was a little deliverance-y. So they had to move on to what? I don't know. We've got the syringe, right? The syringe slide whistle? Yeah, there you go. Woo! See? And that didn't work that out. That did not work out. I, I need this for my drugs. <laughs> that did so... not work out. So we're going to go to the spoons. We're because the spoons. those, I can play them and use them. Right. That was a versatile right. tool. And that is actually, believe it or not, where they got the flannel from. You heat up your spoon, you go to play your spoon, and slap it on your thigh, and burn the bejesus out of yourself. Ouch! That's yeah. got to hurt right there. That's that's not true then, at all. Then we started <laughs> our cutoffs. We suddenly added long underwear under the cutoffs uh-huh, uh-huh. to keep the burning spoons from touching our skin. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And, and a music era was born. That's your complete bogus fact for the day. And that is your bogus fact for the day. I don't think we're wrong, though. I don't think so. <laughs> Well, Brett, it's been a pleasure once again. We are the less you know, the better. We are so happy to have you guys. And I hope that we brought a little bit of levity to your day. Um, if you have any feedback for us, we would certainly enjoy it. We haven't gotten much, as that's paraphrased, we haven't gotten any. Um, please email us, feel free, anytime. Um, our email address is jgirl at, or I'm sorry, jgirl, T-L-Y-K-T-B. It's a little complicated at gmail.com and we will be more than happy to answer any of your emails we would love some feedback and mostly what i would like to know from our fans is what are your favorite grunge songs where do you think they came from give us some info (laughs) we'd love to have it because you know there's a lot out there anyway thank you again for joining us we're so happy to have you and um i can't promise you another episode anytime soon we're working on it uh we're very sporadic we're thinking lawrence of arabia lawrence of arabia <laughs> i'm going for adamant all right okay. I want adamant. all right <laughs> <laughs> anyway we will see you folks later thanks again for joining us and have a great day